Hey everybody, it's Tim. Welcome or welcome back to the LOH Church Podcast. At the end of this episode, I ask you to please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast and our YouTube channel, where you can access all our message content. Most importantly, I hope the following message inspires you to take your next step in the faith journey. Enjoy. We're in a series on the person of the Holy Spirit in the book of Ephesians. And over the next two weeks, I want to focus a little deeper on the person of the Spirit and how he longs to lead each one of us into, uh, into the way of wisdom, into the way of wisdom. So this will be two parts. Dustin's going to speak next week, I believe, uh, Lord willing, and uh, Dustin willing, uh, right? Dustin, are you willing? Yeah. Are you willing? Okay. And then I'm going to follow up part two uh, on the spirit and the way of wisdom. We need to hear God right now. If there was ever a time to be certain about the choices we make, it's now. The world is in chaos. The days are evil. And many think the future is uncertain. Or is it? Jesus already knows what he wants to do. The Holy Spirit already knows what he wants to do. I don't know if you know this or not, but let me help you. What's going on in the world? This is God's show. This is our Father's world. Thank you very much. The Holy Spirit is in the earth. I said the Holy Spirit is in the earth. Don't be foolish. Don't be shaken. He offers himself to those who offer themselves to him. Be filled with God. Be filled with God. We're talking about the person of the Holy Spirit. Jesus told his disciples on the night that he would be arrested that they were about to enter into a dark place, but that he had prayed for them. And one would come to help them. One would come to comfort them. One would come to strengthen them. One would come, and Jesus said he would give them wisdom that no one would be able to refute. That he would fill them, that he would use them to be his witnesses until he returns. That means us too. Before Jesus ascended, he told them, don't focus on times, don't focus on seasons, but on this. You shall be my witnesses. Don't you know, well, listen, do you know or do you not know that right now in the world, There are over 2 billion people who have never yet ever heard the name of Jesus. Do you think Jesus might want them to hear about him before he comes back next Thursday? I'm just asking. Is God an American God? Did he die for the whole world? I want to ask you again. 
Two billion people on earth now have never once heard the name of Jesus. Let me tell you another thing. The church has not matured to be a manifestation of the fullness of Christ in the earth as the Father declared in Ephesians 4. And yet every time an AR robot sings a song on YouTube, we all start thinking. Jesus said, it's not for you to know, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and be my witnesses to the uttermost parts of the earth. God wants to fill his church again and each one in it with the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God is with us. Jesus said the Spirit was coming and he was going to live in every blood-bought believer. And you know what I've studied in the New Testament and come to find out? The New Testament, if you read it closely, gives small evidence of clueless believers. When you really look at the New Testament church, there's little evidence that they were walking around clueless, wondering if they were saved or not, not certain about what God was doing in their lives. You don't see that evidence. No evidence of masses of believers without a voice, spinning their wheels, church meetings that were man-centered, empty of glory dynamic from heaven. You don't see it. Even in Galatia, Paul says, you know, the one who works miracles among you, Even in Corinth, crazy Corinth. He said, everyone has a word, everyone has a manifestation, everyone has a tongue. And now you would say, nobody has a tongue, nobody has a manifestation, nobody has a word. And we pray for everyone to die comfortably and don't expect God to intervene and heal somebody. From then to now, we are in the age, not of the Antichrist, we are in the age of the harvest. We are in the age of the church. We are in the age of the Holy Spirit. Trouble in the earth. Is that new? Nations shaking? Did that just start? Daniel tells us in the Holy Spirit that wars are determined to the end. And Jesus said, see that you're not troubled. We are not to be shaken. We are not to be shifting. We are to be on mission, led by the Holy Spirit, fruitful, with influence, knowing the protection and the provision of the Lord because he's about the harvest. So how do we walk in times like these or other times? How do we do it? How? We do it in the way of wisdom. In the book of Ephesians, Paul, who's an awesome pastor teacher, he is a foundation layer. He's an apostle. And he talks about this. Look what Paul says in Ephesians chapter 1. In all wisdom, 
and insight. He, God, made known to us what did he make known to us? The mystery of his will. In other words, the ways of God cannot be known by smart intellectual people who are godless in their soul. But when the Holy Spirit fills a person, we come into an understanding about the mysteries of his will. The will of God is no longer a mystery when the Spirit of God is living in us and God longs to do this for us according to the kind intention of his will which he purposed in Christ. And then he prays this prayer for us, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, ready, may give to you, plural, all of us, a spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him. Lord, I just declare in the name of Jesus, this is your church. It's not my church. It's not their church. It's not the assemblies of God's church. It's your church. And we're here to give you audience. We're here to declare the lordship of the spirit, manifesting the, the power of Jesus, the word of God, and the signs that accompany it in this place. That this will be a God-marked moment for all of us. Open our eyes, we pray. Open our ears as we open our heart for great ministry from heaven to be released in this house. This is your house. And we declare it in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Vine's Dictionary of New Testament Words uses the word Sophia. Anybody named Sophia in here? Wave at me. Anybody on live stream? Wave at me. Sophia. <laughs> Sophia is the Greek word for wisdom. And it means the use of broad knowledge and intelligence in diverse matters in order to bring about the purposes of God in a matter. Yeah. One of my favorite pastors who's still with us, thank the Lord, uh, Charles Swindoll, calls wisdom, I love this, mastering the art of godly living by the process of acting upon godly principles in moments to produce the work and fruit of the kingdom of God. You know, you can be really smart and never walk in that kind of Sophia. Actually, you can get in the way of Sophia. And Paul goes on to say in chapter 3, and to bring to light what is the administration of the mystery, where we where God uses us to release through corridors and pathways the light of what can't be seen apart from the Spirit using us in the way of wisdom. He goes on to say, so that the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known through the church to the authorities and rulers in heavenly places. This is amazing when you think about it. Angels and devils in unseen places are watching what the church does on the earth because it's only through the church of Jesus Christ that this wisdom of God can be seen and can bring influence into all facets of the world. And angels are watching for us to do that. 
Demons are watching for us to do that. We are to have, do you know anybody that's ever had their head in the clouds and they're no earthly good? I've been there before of you, but how about this? Having your head in the clouds of God's glory, but our feet on the ground, releasing the wisdom of God through the Holy Spirit. Wow. God wants the church moving. God wants every believer mobile. God wants us engaged. God wants to make matters in the world his moments. He wants us in the game. He wants us in the fight. He wants us in the harvest. He wants us to walk. I'll try it over here. He wants us to walk. The spiritual part of the church, right there they are. Sophia, Sophia, all over the side of the room. There it says in the fifth chapter. We looked at it last week. Therefore, therefore, be careful how you walk. How can you walk? Not as unwise men or women. Be careful how you walk. Not as, in other words, don't live your life with the absence of the using broad knowledge and intelligence in diverse manners led by the Spirit to bring about His purpose in every matter. Don't live un that. Don't live like people that un-Sophia in life and matters. Don't live as somebody that isn't being led by the Lord to master the art of living in all matters. Don't be like that. Why? Because the days are evil. Make the most of your time and do not be foolish. But here it is, ready? Understand what the will of the Lord is. That's a command. And don't get drunk with wine, for that is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. Of course, when you hear what's going on in the horrific, outrageous, ridiculous, evil attack by Hamas upon the people of Israel, it is horrific, it's satanic, it's demonic. And when things happen, it's sort of natural to begin to go, is it this, is that? Is this present darkness signs of the coming of the Lord? Or could it be signs of the absence of his church in important places of influence? Do you know the Messiah anointing that came on that Jesus would carry is described like this. The Spirit of the Lord will rest on him. What? The Spirit of wisdom. The Spirit of understanding. The Spirit of counsel. The Spirit of strength. The Spirit of knowledge. And the fear of the Lord. That's the anointing of the Holy Spirit. So we need... We need, because the days are evil, people need answers, 
People need to see people who are unlocking the mysteries. We need that. And the good news is, is the Holy Spirit has come to lead us into the way of that kind of wisdom. But what we need to know is this, wisdom, this kind of wisdom, listen church, is a person, it's not a plan. This wisdom, this way of wisdom is a person, not a plan. And it starts at the cross. Follow this with me. For the word of the cross, Paul says, is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Now, take your religious mind aside and just think about this in the time. He is saying the message of a man that's been conquered by the Roman Empire, dying naked on a cross, beaten beyond human recognition. We're saying that's the power of God. Now, the only way you can see that as the power of God is a different kind of enlightenment because it certainly doesn't look like God has any power. The wisdom of God is not going to look like the wisdom of the world. Stay with me. For it is written, God says, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise. And the cleverness of the clever, I, God, will set it aside. I'll take the cleverness of the world and just put it right over here on the irrelevant table. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, now think about it, the Messiah, this picture, Christ, that is the power of God and it's the wisdom of God. Now watch this. Because, not that God has any foolishness, but he's trying to make a contrast. If God had foolishness, it would be wiser than man's wisdom. The foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God, what you see there, the weakness of God is stronger than men. By his doing, you and I are in Jesus Christ. And who became to us wisdom from God? See, the wisdom we're talking about is a person not a plan. If we, are, if we don't even know how to read or spell and we follow Jesus, he can make us look smart. Who became to us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption so that just as it's written, let him or her who boasts Boast in the Lord. In the time in which we live, Jesus is the answer to a closed heaven over people's lives. But Jesus being the answer becomes believable in the people full of the Holy Spirit who are following Jesus. So he can make himself known. We are to walk with the one who is wise. And the wisdom from him will flow to us and from him through us. And it starts at the cross. Now here's the thing. Yes, it's at the cross that a sinner, Jew, non-Jew, 
you and I, all generations till the end of time, we have to go to the cross, we have to confess our sin, we have to admit we've been living for ourselves. we have to receive what he's done completely, fully right, but that is part of the message of the cross. You can do that and be saved and have the Holy Spirit and be on your way to heaven and still live a clueless life because there's another, there is another part of the cross life. There is another part of the cross life. There is another part of the cross life that we have to walk in for the rest of our life. Okay? And, and that cross life is a death, is a death to our own wisdom, our own ways, to the flesh, to the sin nature, to the philosophies of this age. There is a death at the cross continually where I lay aside that and lean into the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Because if you don't, if I don't, Paul says to the saved Corinthian believers, you're acting like people who don't even have the Holy Spirit. You're suing one another. You're arguing with one another. You're divided with one another. You're, you're boasting about men. You name names and preachers and, and you're rooting for this church and you're rooting against the, and all that. That's the way the world is. And you have the Spirit, but, 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 but the Spirit doesn't have you. I won't ask you to raise your hand, but how many of us have the Holy Spirit as a housemaid in the affairs of our lives rather than we being the servants of the affairs of his heart? The Holy Spirit is coming to knock on the door of the Lighthouse of Hope Church and its pastor and it's bored, and it's front rowers to back rowers, and asking, am I the Lord of your church? Am I the Lord of your leadership? Am I the Lord of your ministries? You're like, who is this guy? Paul says, in my message and my preaching, we're not with persuasive words of wisdom. They weren't. But in demonstration of the Spirit and power, so that your faith would, look, so that your faith would not rest on the wisdom of men, but on the power of God. Woo! And then he goes on to say, yet we do speak wisdom among those who are mature. But it's a wisdom not of this age, nor of the rulers of this age who are passing away. But we speak God's wisdom in a mystery. It's the hidden wisdom which God predestined before the ages to our glory. The way God brings glory on the life of a believer is to fill them with the wisdom of God. You know what that means? It's like when Pharaoh said about Joseph, I've never met anybody that, ha this guy has like the spirits of the gods in him. 
It's like what Nebuchadnezzar said about Daniel. He wanted to offer a sacrifice to him. And Daniel's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I just, I just walk with the God of heaven. The God of heaven has given me this wisdom. That's for our glory. That's what God wants to do through us. That's what God wants to do through an 11th grader in biology class. That's what God wants to do through a mom that's raising kids on her own. That's what God wants to do through pastors and preachers and teachers and staff. That's what God wants to do through surgeons and doctors and lawyers and judges and government leaders and city officials. That's what God, he wants to unlock the mysteries of the wisdom of God so that people will know what to do in times like these. And you know what? If you have the Holy Spirit and die today and go straight to heaven, but didn't live by the wisdom of God, you can do what the Pharisees did. Killed God thinking they were serving God. Look what it says. A hidden wisdom. For if they had understood, they would not have crucified. Who'd they crucify? Who did they crucify? They crucified the God they were worshiping. Do you see what we can do? What we're capable of doing, leaning on our own understanding? That scares the living doofloppies out of me. (laughs) (coughs) What have we got going on over here? That's awesome. Wow, there's a wind thing coming out through a rainbow circle. Come on. The the Holy Spirit, here's the thing though. The Holy Spirit longs to lead us into the way of wisdom like this. Listen, go with me at this. Paul says, Paul says, for to us, God revealed them, and he's talking about these things of the grace of God. God revealed them through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches all, I love these, the Spirit searches all things, even the depths of God. How many in here, uh, you're a certified, uh, or you have been a certified uh, diver, like a scuba diver? You, you, yeah, yeah, yeah? That's cool. Anybody else you're certified? Huh? Chantel. Back in the day, now that you're old, way older and all that, you're back in the day. Like back in the, what, 1940s, you were down looking for... How long? You and Sean? He won't raise his hand. I know. Sean, Sean likes to keep a low profile. How, how, how deep did you go? How deep? Huh? Only 30 feet. Only 30 feet. Anybody go deeper than 30 feet? Yeah, Leslie. 90. 90. Oh, wow. Dang. <laughs> How, did you see a Bigfoot down there? Or what? <laughs> <laughs> Anyone go deeper than 90? Give that girl an extra coffee. 90 feet. <laughs> 90 feet. In, 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 the, in, in, in Hawaii, of course. There you go. Wow. I don't know if I'd want to do that. Because I have a feel. I saw, 
not only saw Jaws, <laughs> but I saw the other one called The Deep. And I don't know if you remember that one in the 70s where they're way down and they're looking in this boat and all of a sudden this ugly eel goes Blah! right out in the thing. I'd go straight to see Elvis right there on the spot. I'd be gone. I would totally be, I would be totally gone, man. I'd just, I mean, I'd blow my, you know, right? Or some of my old buddies, if we went down deep, they would just think it was funny and pull my tube off or something and laugh. Ha, ha, ha. I got friends like that. You don't want to go deep. Anybody else have friends like that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Are you one? Like, anyway. Okay, so I said all that to say that this phrase, the Spirit searches all things, the, the depths of God, Paul is using a nautical term here to talk about people taking deep dives into the ocean. And what he says here is the Holy Spirit takes deep dives into the thoughts of God. But guess where the Holy Spirit is? He wants, he wants me to get on his back and go on those deep dives in the book, in prayer, in meditation, and wonder, in connection with other brothers and sisters in the body of Christ, deep dives. Why? We have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, so that we may know the things freely given to us by God, which things we speak, not in words taught by human wisdom, but in those taught by the Holy Spirit. And so what Paul says is, he, he says, I get alone with God. I get alone in the word. I get up with, I get away with, from everything else and I get with God and I l go in the book and I go in the, in the prayer and I pray in the spirit and, and, and the things the Holy Spirit says to me, I bring them out. They're, they're, they're words that I've been taught by the spirit. Words that God spoke directly to me from the book, not, uh, not, uh, not against the book or different than the book. And, and in those moments, in those things that I've journaled, that I've treasured in my heart, I bring those things out so that you can go deep with God. That's what we're to do. But not just pastors, not just teachers. Everyone who has the Spirit. Spiritual things, spiritual words. Why is this so crucial? This is so crucial right now. Three reasons and a lot more, but here's three quick ones. Because of the chaos of our times. Guys, the chaos of our times. I don't ever want to give the devil glory, but he has a good curveball. And he's watched your game film and mine. <clears throat> And the Holy Spirit wants to fill us and lead us so that through the wisdom of God, we can go into the world and reveal the love of God the Father to a bunch of planet orphans who don't know where to lean and turn and trust. And they're in government. I mean, I'm, not, I've, I'm past like cursing leaders, but you watch some of these leaders and... and, and I don't know what their background is, but you can see it. They're trying to tell the press and trying to tell the world, being as fast on their feet as they can. And you can see through it. They don't know what to do. You can't throw billions of dollars at evil and, and make it go away. 
Amen. You can think you can. Sleeping with the devil. The chaos of our times. The crucible of the cross. It really is true. There are only two kinds of people on earth. People that are under the blood of Jesus and people who aren't. And we are called to preach the cross. We are called to preach the gospel. And then the third reason why it's so crucial right now is because of the carnal church. And when I say carnal church, I'm not meaning just everybody that's into sexual immorality or messing up you know, royally where we go, oh man, look at that sin there thing. I'm talking about carnality in the sense of man thinking in the house of the God, in the house of God. Man-centered, man-focused, man ideas that come up short. Religious and political spirits always want explanations. Spirit-filled people bring solutions from revelation. And this is the call of the church right now. The call of the church from God is to come back into a place of reverence before God. Like Paul says here in 1 Corinthians 3, According to the grace of God which was given me, given to me, I love this phrase, like a wise master builder. When I think of that, I think of my, my brother-in-law, Timmy Wharton, right down here. I've told him this many times. I don't know how to, I don't, I don't, I don't know how to build stuff. <laughs> That's an understatement. And it fascinates me how guys like Tim and others in the, that you can build stuff. You can build houses. Last, last weekend, I walked through a house. These guys just turned into an amazing place that I remember what it looked like before because when I was a kid, I used to ride my red spider bike by it and went, and, and I went in there last week. And I was like, dang, Tim did that and his buddies. That's, and you know what? The builder of the house always gets more glory than the house itself. And Paul says, regarding ministry, like a wise master builder, I laid a foundation, another's building on it, but church, this is not just for preachers, it's for all of us. Each person must be careful how he builds on it. For no man can lay a foundation other than the one which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. And we all go, okay, we're a Jesus church, we're a Jesus this. But you can have a Jesus foundation and put, and I can put my thinking, my fleshly ways on top of that. And here's what happens. Each man's work will become evident. For the day will show it because it's going to be revealed with fire and the fire will test the quality of each man's work. Listen, we've been so conditioned by dispensationalist preaching and God love them, I'm not against them, but I'm not of them. To ev everything is somewhere down the road. Everything is somewhere down the road. I do believe in the judgment seat of Christ. I do believe in a moment where we stand. But I'm telling you this, the fire will test the quality in this life of your life and mine. 
You will and are, in some areas now, going through fire. And what will come out is what the foundations are made of in your life. Not just that you say you're a Christian and you are a Christian. Not just that I'm under the blood and I have my eternal security Jesus club card in my close to reference storage. With all due respect. But that Jesus club card won't keep you when hell comes for you your marriage your kids our church your pastor your staff your leaders your president your country the fire will test the quality and it will reveal the foundation and reveal the wisdom applied The foundations of the United States are faulty. We have removed the ancient boundary stones. We brought the Lord to this country with us, and now we're sending him off. But the church is not far behind. If if a man's work which he has built on remains, he will receive a reward. If any man's work is burned up, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved, yet as through fire, and everybody speculates about what that means. Here's the thing I know. I want to be a million miles away from anything like that. A million miles. Anybody tracking with me? Did you come to hear a message about flowers and rainbows, sunshine and cupcakes? And if you did, well, the Middle East is blowing up, so, so just. I've been placed here 30 years ago, and I want my mountain. I've been in fire, and I've come through fire. I call every leader of our church. Every coffee host, be filled with the Spirit. Do you know? I was thinking about this. I was in here last night walking through here praying. And as I was praying, I saw on the seats, you know, you know the, the fire flame emoji on your phone? I saw, I saw fire flame emojis jumping from seat to seat in this sanctuary last night of what God is going to do and is doing and it's going to be here in just a couple minutes fiery flame emojis that were symbols of the spirit of God just lighting igniting engulfing people that are here there 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 I watched it I saw it it stopped me. I was walking up this aisle and I saw it and I, was, I thought I was dreaming something. I saw it looked like it looked like, like I was watching a screen and fire things were just jumping across seats. Do you know if you're a greeter? Do you know if you're working the coffee thing out there? Do you know that if, that if do you know that, that the whole, the, the Holy Spirit, if you get alone with him, 
somewhere before the weekend, there's a possibility that the Holy Spirit will show you a vision of a family you've never seen before, walking up the, dr- the drive port, coming into the house, and you'll, you'll see it in a vision, and you'll even see the kind of shirt the kid's wearing, or the mom, you, there'll be something. Do you know the Holy Spirit can show you that as a greeter, and, it will be, and, and then when they come, you'll know that person is ordained by God to be here, and God might release you to minister into their life? Do you know that's how cool and powerful and needed the level of intimacy with the Holy Spirit we must have right now? Amen. Did, did you just hear the Lord say to you that you're that person? You are that person. Wisdom from the Spirit. Reverence before this work in order to walk in that kind of wisdom. But not only reverence, but, but humility to be humble. Listen to this. Let, Paul says, let no man deceive himself. How can you deceive yourself? If any man among you thinks he is wise in this age... You're deceived. Do you know the proverb says there's more hope for a fool than a person that's wise in their own eyes? Listen, humility. Let no man deceive himself. If any man thinks he's wise in this age, he must become foolish. So that he may become wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness before God. For it's written, again, listen to God's warning. He is the one who catches the wise in their craftiness. The Lord knows the reasonings of the wise that they are useless. Useless to what? Useless to what? Useless to the things of God. And the deep needs of people. And here's the call to the church. From... Proverbs. Listen to, the, listen to the dramatic pathos of the heart of the Spirit. He says, wisdom shouts in the street. She lifts her voice in the square. At the head of the noisy streets, she cries out. At the head of the... I just got a text, sorry. <laughs> People have no idea how ADD I, you can't, you can't do that, you can't do that to me, man. At, at the entrance of the gates in the city, she utters her sayings. Here's the spirit. How long, O oh naive ones? Doesn't say how, how long unsaved ones. How long, naive ones? Will you love being simple-minded? And scoffers delight themselves in scoffing. And fools hate knowledge. Here's what the Spirit says. Turn to my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my Spirit on you. I will make my words known to you. Next slide. This is sobering. When I think about America, when I think about the church leaning on the arm of the flesh, and I think about what is happening, what is going to happen, what will continue to happen in the world, close to home, in your home, in my home. We don't want this. 
God says, because I called. This is Jesus weeping over Jerusalem, right? This is Jesus. He's warned. He says, because I called and you refused, I stretched out my hand. You didn't pay attention. You neglected. He didn't say ignored. Neglected all my counsel. You didn't want my reproof. I'll laugh at your calamity. I'll mock when your dread comes because you hated knowledge and didn't choose to fear the Lord. They would not accept my counsel. They spurned my reproof. Look, so they will eat of the fruit of their own way. And be satiated with your own devices. For the waywardness of the naive will kill them. And the complacency of fools will destroy them. But he who listens to me, college kid, college student, mom, dad, pastor, leaders. He who listens to me shall live securely and will be at ease from the dread of evil. That's the word of the Lord for the West. We're blessed if we watch for him daily at at his gates. Jesus said this about himself and the spirit. When the the Pharisees were rejecting him, they even saw him do miracles and, and and said it's the devil doing that. Remember that? And he says, you know, the queen of the south, the queen of Sheba actually, that came from the ends of the earth to hear Solomon, came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And then Jesus said, someone greater than Solomon is here. And I'll tell you that someone greater than Solomon is here. And regardless of where you are, I am, he can take us into dimensions of intimacy that will blow our minds. But Jesus is, uh, he's a stumbling block. One of, the, one of the, the words in the Greek that describe the ministry of Jesus is the word scandalon. Of course, we get the word scandal from. But the word scandalon is literally, it, it's, a, it's, it's, it's like if you're going to trap an animal, it's the bait inside the trap that draws the, the thing you want to capture. And God, the, the scriptures describe Jesus as the bait that draws us in to capture us. And here's what, he has do, here's what he's done to me. Here's what he'll do to you. He will draw you to himself, then capture you and force you to choose between your way, way his, your wisdom, his. And the people that go to great depths of influence with God in those traps make the decision. I will not lean on my own understanding. I will surrender everything to you. Peter had to do it. Hey, here's how you pay your taxes. Go down to the water, catch a fish, open its mouth. You're going to find a coin in there. We read those things and go, oh, I want to do it. Well, how many times has God asked us to do things and we don't even think it's God because it's too nuts? It's not safe. I'm not in control of that. I got to have a bow out plan. How about praying in tongues? That'll get you. Do you know why most people who read it and don't do it, why it is? Because you, you're in the trap. I'll just move on because that's too crazy. <laughs> 
Will you stand? Um, I was walking in here last night, as I said. Shh. The, 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 worst, the worst time to miss the ministry of the Spirit is after the pastor says, will you stand? I didn't say, will you think about leaving? All I said was, will you stand? This is where the devil steals tons of dynamic ministry, right here. Right in that moment, right then, right then. You back with me? I walked through here and I heard the Lord say, we're going to have impartations bombing people tomorrow in the spirit. There are going to be new births, new dreams, new visions. I'm going to unstop ears and uncloud eyes. I'm going to bring people to the cross and the cross walk. I will guide the humble. I will guide those who fear me. I woke up at 4.30 a.m. in my bed and heard the Lord say, those who will come to the altar with their whole heart like Solomon did, when, when Solomon said to me, I have no idea how to lead the nation of Israel. And he got on the bronze altar. You know what the bronze altar means? None of you comes back. There are all kinds of altars. We come to the altar, we pray for our kid. We come to the altar, we pray about a job. The altar that will alter the course of your life, you don't bring anything back. Solomon prayed for wisdom to guide and was going to die before God to his own way. And God said, I'll not only give you wisdom, I'll give you everything you didn't even ask me for. The Lord spoke to me this morning at 4.30 and said, those kind of altars built today will alter the course of lives and families. And they'll go from altars to wells to wonders of God. He told me this, listen, there are teenagers in this room that today God wants to drop an anointing on you and you will be known as somebody that has dreams like Joseph. You will be known as somebody that has wisdom like Daniel and it will start today at the kind of altar you make before the Holy Spirit. The Lord spoke to my heart and said he wanted to lift depression off of people's souls that will be so noted it'll be like you never had it before and it will be today at that kind of an altar. The Lord spoke and said there are tormenting fear attacks that break in and upon my people to paralyze them. And many people don't even know. They don't even tell others about them, but they're horrific. And the Lord said today he's going to break tormenting fear attacks off of your life. That there are people in this room that are afraid of trusting your whole life to God because you don't know what he's going to do if he knows he has everything. And the Lord is going to remove that fear of following the great, great God of heaven off your life if you will bring that fear to an altar. He will alter your life. 
Someone in this room is seeing the power and the beauty of the cross for the very first time, and it's not the cross to get saved. It's the power and the beauty of a cross that means I surrender all because the glory of God, like a, the, like a wide horizon, is out in front of the crucible of that narrow place where you go to the cross to pick up his. Fibroid tumors will be leaving somebody today. Stomach irritations. Listen, if this is you, will you let me know? Not right now, but let me know. Stomach irritations. They are so noted lately and they're nasty. He's going to reverse them today. If you have been healed of uh, some kind of chronic thing, if someone comes forward today for prayer for that, will you come and stand by them? There is somebody or somebodies who have had dreams lately and you think they're from the Lord. I'm here to tell you they are from the Lord and they're going to be coming more and more frequent, more and more are coming. And when they do, take them as being from God. This all came to me at 4.30 this morning. That there are, there's a family in this room that Holy Spirit prayer and worship is about to fill your house like you've never known before. Your whole spirit in your house is going to be transformed because you and your spouse turn to Holy Spirit prayer and worship. He's going to do that. These altars today will not change you unless the altar that you make is for God to alter the course of your life. And if you do, there will be a fire that will drop on you, a presence of the Holy Spirit, an anointing that will do all those things that God told me to share with you, and then everything else He longs to do that He hasn't shared. Heavenly Father, I release every person right now into a place where they can walk by faith and receive the glorious invasion of the liberating, life-giving, dream-producing, physical body healing ministry of the Holy Spirit. Glory to God. 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 Lord, we just believe you right now. Lord, we just receive you right now. Lord, anything that would hinder, we just break its power off of every person. In the name of Jesus, we just receive from you. We just receive from you. Lord, right now, I just take the, the lampstand torch that's in my hand and by faith, symbolically, I just light. I just light the altars. I just light the room. I believe that those flames that were jumping are jumping, they're jumping, they're jumping, they're jumping, they're jumping, they're jumping right now. They're jumping right now. They're jumping on you. They're jumping on your family. They're jumping on your family. This is for you. The kind of altar you make will alter the course of your life in Jesus' name. Amen.